You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend, a perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ, rearranger. You feel my Show with Jay Dubs and Rocky. And Nora. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rockin' Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner Time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Oh, happy hump day. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. It's 2019. Go, Jackie, go. Yeah. I miss you guys. I missed you too, Jackie. Didn't it seem like I I think I I missed you too, Rocky. (laughs) (laughs) We did. Yeah. We? We did. Yeah. You got stuck with me for the last four weeks. (laughs) No, actually, you were gone. You've been gone. I I know. I haven't even seen you. I did just get back from New York. Look at you. Mm -hmm. We had way too much fun. Did you? Yes. Fun you can talk about, or is it that, you know, what happens in New York, stays yeah. in New York? <laughs> That's Vegas. No. Oh. Oh, it's Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, anyway. Vegas. Yeah, no, we, um, yeah, we did. I went with my friend Anna Marie, mm-hmm. and um, we just had a blast. We were with her cousin Adrian, and um, he lives there, so he hooked us up. Like, we had the real New York experience. So. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. So it was funny, because, like, when he, because she said, my cousin's going to pick us up from the airport, and I assumed he was going to pick us up from the airport. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so, and she's like, well, he'll probably be waiting for us, you know, by baggage claim. And I'm like, okay. She's like, he'll probably, she's like, I bet you, like, if our bags are, he grabbed our bags. I'm like, how is he going to grab our bags? Like, how is he going to leave his car outside? You know? <laughs> right. And I was like, they're going right. to be all over him, you know? Right. And then I realized, like, that he took the bus. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so nice. Like, wow. So, yeah. So he, like, but he was so sweet he hooked us up we had we had metro cards for us so wow. we took the wow. bus we took the train it was so I awesome want his na- what's his name right? yeah. his name is adrian he has okay. such a sweetheart though but yeah no it was adrian. the best so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but i was like crazy because you know just being from detroit you're like you cannot leave your car unattended right. like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you will be in so much trouble right, like, right. it would be so gone. it's just so funny though yeah, yeah what so, was the best part of the trip oh my gosh there were so many best parts um I don't know. Like we just like spending time with her cousin and getting to know him was really cool. And then I got to see Easy to God, yeah. who's been on our show a couple times, yeah, and that was really so cool. cool. Yeah, he's just the best. So it was just it was such a fun show or like a fun trip, you know. And yeah. we did so much. Like we were there for four days, and I feel like it's been a week, and like my body's so sore. <laughs> I know she like, comes home and she's 
sleeping and tired. I'm I was like, ex- I'm exhausted. You're supposed to come back rejuvenated. I am. I'm mentally rejuvenated, days. but physically okay. drained. But see, right. so, that, that's I understand what you're saying yeah. because yeah. when I go to a hair show, yeah. you know, I think I'm going to go and you'll go oh. and, and you'll go to the show for a day and then the rest of the time you'll just have to yourself. Blah, blah. It's not like that. No. Right. right. No. It was just go, When you go, come go. back, you need a vacation. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we, and we just did, we did so much in such a little, mm-hmm. you know, amount of time and, yep. you know, we were like, we drove, we were on the train and it was just so <laughs> fun. Like I felt like a New That's Yorker. Great. But it was, like coming back though, like, because it's so fast paced there, mm-hmm. you know, and coming back, like I'm like immediately annoyed. Like, like <laughs> I know. Like, did anybody, it, did anybody push you? Uh, like, we got pushed it. all the time, yeah, you know, yeah, but like, and I wasn't like, that didn't bother me you mm-hmm. know what I mean like I realize these people have to get where they're going and I'm a tourist here just annoying them like, you know what I mean because I'm like looking at everything but you know what singing, it's the same like, way in St. Thomas oh, the same yeah. way yeah <laughs> yeah we, we push them no. yeah well I mean I totally get it though like it, it, it never annoyed me or bothered me I never thought anyone was being exactly. rude it's like they have places exactly. to be and I'm this yeah. is their schedule like I'm here as a guest yeah. you know so that never bothered me but as soon as we came back and like we got our bet like luggage and stuff and like you know we're on like the walking or the moving sidewalk <laughs> like, and people it. are standing there and I'm like, get out of the way. Like, oh, my God. Like, if I was, like, I back was just there, in New York, I have some New York, and I'm already like, what are you doing? Like, walk faster. Like, I did, like, I did oh, the same so thing when I, when I first moved there, and the tourists, you know, they all standing, in the, yeah. standing around in a crowd. It's always yeah. a group. And my cousin, we're going to lunch, and my cousin's like, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. You know, and I'm looking at her like, wow, that's kind of rude. You yeah. Know? So about three months later, I was doing Yeah, I know. I can like, push them. Yeah. It never, it never bothered me that people, you know what I mean? Because they are, they're working, they're doing yeah. this, that. So it never bothered me. I felt bad being in someone's way or mm-hmm. holding up so a the, line for something. But this is the first time you went to New York and it was not a business trip. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was the first time as, a, as actually, an actual tourist. Yeah. yeah. And not mm-hmm. on a business cool. trip. So it was fun. How fun. So, I want to go. I've never been. Oh, oh we you have show. to go. Yeah. What, oh my gosh, uh, yeah. what was the highlight for you for 2018? Would 2018? you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that 2019 got here. And you were still here? It wasn't a bad year, but it wasn't a particularly like great Year. year, yeah. So I, I mean, there's a lot of exciting. Where you have a lot to, to look forward but to. Yeah, this year. I definitely am ready for 2019. Yes. So. And uh, so, what's on the bucket list? Oh my god, there's so much. I definitely want to travel more this year, mm-hmm. but travel for work. So like, I want to. Like, yeah. Anna Marie and I are already planning our next trip back to New York, but I want to do like set up more things to go there and like work. Yeah. So and gigs just and stuff yeah like gigs that. and like I'd like to collab with some songwriters out there and oh, just yeah. get some stuff lined up uh-huh. that way. And yeah, definitely like work this year is like priorities. Well, that's so good. I'd like to hear that. Things, uh, going on and I have to get it. I have a lot of like things I started that yeah. need to be res- like right, finished, finished and really like get yeah. in routines about. So oh, good. Well, welcome to get back. Together, so. And uh, <laughs> well, and by the way, if you haven't seen the cover of Dedicated Magazine, Rocky's Woo-hoo! on the cover oh, yeah. and we just got the magazine today yeah. and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank and, you. Uh, I kept teasing magazine. them. Because the cover looks great. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. I was teasing you guys because you kept saying, you think the Nooner Show is going to be on the cover? You think the Nooner no. Show? And I was like, no, I'm going to be on the cover. Yeah. I'm going to be on the cover. Yeah. And then I, I was wanna, on the cover. I was like, oh, shit. I want to know who you slept with. I, okay. oh. <laughs> You're going to get some hate I'm from that one. <laughs> I'm I'm that good that I don't need to. So, Ooh, okay. right. I, I, I do some tantric stuff with my eyes. Hey. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. That's what we yeah. need to start doing. Well, it's never going to happen. Yeah. No, the yeah. cover is beautiful. It but is. the Nooner team is in, in the magazine yes. and that yes. magazine is beautiful it shout is. out to Cheryl yeah. yes Cheryl team. thank you so much we love you so much for I that. did that not realize beautiful uh, that's yeah. one of the nicest magazines it I've really is like the quality uh-huh. and 
The, yeah. the whole fashion show Infinity's mm-hmm. in there. It's absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. And her photographer, who oh, we really awesome. wanted to get on the show, yeah. he won't be on the show. He's yeah, he was like, so nope, amazing. not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are crazy. Right. And not hanging out with like, you guys. Oh, okay. We understand. So we anyway, mind. well, congratulations on that, <laughs> Rocky. You. So um And you, Miss Nora, yes, um, what was the highlight for 2018? Well, I was married now. I so know. I got married. <laughs> That was my yeah. highlight. I was hoping you were going to say that because if you started, what else could I say? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was fun though. Yeah, that was, was fun because I got to witness all the people yeah. that had no idea you were married. I know it was so funny. Um, <laughs> they thought they were coming to a housewarming party. Was, that was the best that surprise. Was, it was. <laughs> And you were so funny. You're like, "Hey, come on, get this show on the road." I know. She's like, like, she's like gonna, "When is when is he going to say something?" He's when got to propose. Like, Let's go <laughs> pretend like he's proposing to you, and he's all nervous. I'm like, "Dude, you yeah. already married her. Yeah. You're married. Let's go." The hard part is indeed over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but so, you know how he is. He's I quiet. know he's a sweetheart. So, so yeah. and I, I like the quiet type. You know, yeah. that way I can tell him what to do. We <laughs> no, well, can't have two of you in the house. That's true. It's like yeah, I can't I have two. You definitely can't tell Terry what to do though no, that's he's, for sure oh he's a so. good guy and, and i'm i'm thrilled that at one point when you're ready i know we're going to be able to actually share the story because terry is your ex who you remarried and yeah. there's such a cool story behind yeah. that but we won't go into i went right back now. for a second <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk oh, about that on another show it's a beautiful it's a yeah. such a beautiful story talk about yeah. leap of faith you know yeah um, what was your highlight the highlight um there were so many things. Um, I, I think we did about 40 interviews that, this past year, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, wow. th- those interviews just inspire me. So me I'm too. so excited about this year. Mm-hmm. Um, probably launching Dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't officially launched yet, the water, yeah. but um, finally, after two years of working on it, like it's... I was hoping it's you were going to ready to go. It's, <laughs> my baby is born. Yeah. So <laughs> now we just, yeah. Got to get us to gotta, talk and walk. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Which we're working on that. Yeah. I've got such a cool team that's behind it. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and that's really going to be my um, highlight for next year or this year. I mean, yep. yeah, along with uh, about 50 interviews this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and um, so what about the book? Working on the book still. Okay, yeah, the book. It's team money schedule is mm-hmm. just as crazy, crazy. as mine, yeah. and um, so I mean, it's we've got the whole outline really is done. Mm-hmm. It's just filling in, and we're actually towards the end of it. Um, so it's just a matter of him and I getting together and just kind of going over some more stuff. But really, it's. I think I'm. I've got about thirty five thousand, forty thousand words done. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's getting there. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff we need. Like we need him to collect all his <laughs> pictures and like all that stuff's got to get done. So there's still a lot to do. He's putting pictures all on Facebook. I know, and I keep saying to him, "Yeah, Stop but it. I need like a lot a of lot old, old pictures." Stuff. So, um, but the goal is to get that Love done this tea. year. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna see him tonight. Actually, <laughs> I know, I'm he's gonna sit with tea. us. So I told him. We're all sitting together. Yeah. <laughs> so it hide. A squad. But anyway, um, okay, so Kelly Clarkston has a talk show this year. <gasps> really? Yeah. I'm excited I about that. I am too. I'm I really excited. Too. I like her too. I know. So when does it, I mean, when does it start? And what, you don't know? Soon. Okay. Yeah. I'm really excited right. because of everything she's gone through. And mm-hmm. she's one of those people that just kept plugging away, kept mm-hmm. plugging away. And now she's, she's on the so other side. She's incredibly talented though. Yes. Yeah. And then... The Spice Girls, Backstreet Boys, and 98 Degrees are all going to be touring. I know. It's like, uh, you know, those shows sell out. I know. They sell out. Yeah, because they love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I'm all years it, later yeah. that they still make they still make that kind of impact, though. Yeah, yeah. you know, hey. that's success. That's, that's going to be me one day. You know, people You're, we're going to be on canes and they're doing the new. Hey, it's the Nooner Show. <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? <laughs> Rocky's still going to be singing. <laughs> the the B gets the last yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bitch gets the last. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like point to you two. <laughs> bitches get the last right. Oh, anyway, we've got an exciting show today <laughs> yes, because we we're going to start this Yay. year off right. We're not going to do yes. the same thing we've been doing over and over, right? Right. I think. We think. We think. Anyway. Try. All right. Well, let's get ready. Get and ready. let's get started. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Socrates said, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. The start of a new year is an exciting time for so many people. It's the feeling of closing one chapter and starting a new one. That opportunity to reinvent or reset routines and patterns. So if that's the case, why do so many of us give up by the end of January? And why do the rates of anxiety and depression continue to climb? Joining us today is psychotherapist Liz Reed. Liz is an expert in the field of recovery and change. And like many success stories, her knowledge came from dealing with her own pain points. She's been there and she, and she gets it. Her recovery was recognized by none other than Dr. Phil, where she was asked to be appear as a guest. Working through her battles combined with extensive training and education, Liz discovered that her passion was to help others change their lives and find happiness. So she does this by customizing a strategy for success for each one of her clients. So what is a, sa- a strategy for success? We're going to find out. Welcome to the Nooner Show, Liz Reed. And so Excited. We're excited. Little, and uh, sorry about that. We had a little phone call here. Somebody uh-huh, wants okay. to get some advice. Right. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> they don't no, want to wait. But, yeah. don't even We're not going to stop. Right. 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 Um, and also in the house, uh, my good friend, our good friend, mm-hmm. Julie Hayes is hey, here. Julie. Hey, Hi, Julie. Hello. And, and Julie's here because she uh, knows Liz, is, right? And, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay, yes. And, She's a great inspiration. Yes. And um, and also Julie is, um, I know she said not to say anything about this, but she is one of the best graphic artists that designers I've ever worked yeah. with. Oh, she, amazing. She's yep. done all our stuff at Thank the parlor. You. She's mm-hmm. done our Nooner Show logo and a whole bunch of other stuff. And but don't call her because I keep giving her too much stuff, <laughs> and she's got to she get all, everything. She doesn't have time busy. for anybody else. Sorry, <laughs> but anyway, welcome. And we've had so many great conversations, you and I, Julie, oh, yeah. about um, happiness and all this stuff. So I thought thought it was great that you would join us. Well, and, thank with you. This, uh, conversation. Liz, you have such a cool story. Thank um, you. It's <laughs> like how you went from point A to what you're doing today is is the meat of, of this whole interview. Sure. So before we get to that, tell us exactly what you do right now. What is your practice? Um, right now, I'm out of Lapeer County, and I'm a, uh, my, my title is psychotherapist. Okay. That is a graduate degree in um, social work. 
Okay. okay. So I didn't go the psychology route because I wanted to be able to be in private practice. If you go psychology, I'd have to go for my doctorate. And this is my second degree. Oh, wow. So I'm like, I'm getting a little old. I don't need another five years tacked on. Okay. So um, I see patients. I've worked in behavioral health units, you know, which are psych wards, community uh-huh. mental health. Uh, and I also specialized in addiction for many years and did all my graduate work with that as well. Wow. So um, what I do is uh, throw... Uh, I, I, through psychology today, I put together a profile of who I am. I thought that was the best thing to do. Okay. okay it was really poo-pooed in the area I live. I live up in Lapeer County. Um, and a lot of people have said, no one's going to come. You're too outspoken. You're too mm. open. You're too this, you're too that. Really? And I said, you know what? I'm going to take the chance mm. and see what happened. And you know what? There's a lot of knocks on my door. Hey, yeah. man, I think you're going to be able to understand me. Wow. So right. it works really wow. well yeah. for me up there. I've been very fortunate. Very well, fortunate. I, I think one of the things, too, when I was reading your bio and, and mm-hmm. learning a little bit about you is that you are an open book and yeah. also you – um, you've you've gone through your own stuff that you're not afraid to talk about, yep. and to me that because going to see any type of counseling, I think is so intimidating. You know, to sit mm-hmm. there, and it, there's almost like this wall that separates you, where it, sure. you don't have that. You've been there, you understand people, you've lived it, and and you've gotten to the other side. So I think that's what makes you really. Um, Relatable. Relatable, yeah, yeah that's sure. the word. And I learned that when I started going through therapy that the therapist isn't saying anything to me, okay? I'm <laughs> sitting here doing all the talking. I don't know yeah. what to say. Aren't you supposed to be helping me? So I always thought to myself, well, if I become a therapist, I'm going to at least give them ideas, kind mm-hmm. of help them, give them the feedback that they need in order to make those decisions for themselves. Right, because why else would they go? Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Um, so so let's go back to after high school because your story mm-hmm. is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you went off to California. Well, yep. Wait one second before yes. you go there. Okay. Do you feel like it's still a stigma on Oh, yes. People? Really? Mental health? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would think at this, this time wasn't. it was, it was better. Oh, wow. I know. I wish it wasn't. But especially in a smaller town. A lot mm. of people are like, I'm going to be pulling in the back. Is it because everybody door, knows door. everybody oh. in a small town? Yeah, yeah, I don't want anybody to know. Yeah. Um, you know, 85% of our population thinks that there is a stigma attached to it. 85% of the people don't seek help because for fear that somebody's yeah. going to think they're crazy. I just crazy. really thought that if wow. we were past that. Yeah, I kind of thought hoped. that, too. Yeah. I, I thought it was more people were starting to view it as a luxury. Well, you know, um, for the most part in a big city, New York City, Mm -hmm. L.A., um, Boston, Chicago, Mm -hmm. something like that, I think it's going to be more verse. More people are getting help. It's on TV Mm -hmm. and our reality Mm -hmm. shows and so forth a lot. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, in general, little towns and little mid-America, you know, they don't want their friends and family to know they're getting therapy. Because we all think that we can handle it ourselves. But if we could, Mm -hmm. no one would need therapy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Change is difficult. It's not easy. It's very, very hard. Right. Yeah. Wow. So how did you get to where you you're at then? Well, after um, after I graduated from high school, I moved out to L.A., as I was saying. I, I got a degree in culinary arts. I was opening restaurants all over the country, so I was in many different states opening restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up um, – I'm shortening the story. Yeah. Um, uh, I had had a lot of trauma in my childhood. My father was killed at a very young age. I was six. My mom raised five kids on her own. Wow. I, I was – all over uh, traveling around. And then I ended up settling back in Michigan to take care of my mother. And um, I, I I was there for a little while. And then I was like, no, this isn't working. So I found myself jumping around from one mm-hmm. place to the other, not sticking with one solid foundation. 
I married my second marriage. I was married the first time for nine years, um, my second marriage, and I was living in Arizona. And um, I was always Irish Catholic family, hardcore drinkers, five o'clock mm. cocktail hour. Oh, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Well, I had my first panic attack when I was like 20, all right? My mom said, have a cocktail. You'll feel better. She's oh. right. Oh. She's right. She was did you right. know it was yeah. a panic attack? Oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Because it oh, runs okay. in my family. It's oh. biological as oh. well as situational for most people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I knew it. My, uh, anxiety and depression runs in my family. So I was like, oh, goodness. So I'm in the restaurant business. You can have a shot. Oh, you yeah. can have a drink. It's mm-hmm. normal. It's what mm-hmm. you do when you're in there. So as time went on, um, I remarried and some situations went down. I was a stepmother to a new child who was only seven years old. Mm-hmm. There was an ex-wife who was addicted to drugs and alcohol. There was a in-laws that didn't want me there. Wow. And the drama, drama, mm-hmm. drama, drama mm-hmm. kind of built up. And the next thing you know, cocktail hour was getting earlier and earlier and earlier. Oh. And it was, you know, then I went from vodka to wine. And, uh, and, then, and how old were you at this time? Uh, okay, so let me see. Uh, do the math for me, please. How old was I? 40? <laughs> okay, so I've been sober 16 years. Oh, wow. I'm 57. Oh, congratulations. So, like, so, um, so I just made a decision and said, listen, these people are going to kill me. I'm going to become an alcoholic. I'm not going to be able to uh, – I deserve more. I deserve better. And that was always one of those things that stuck in my mind. I think that everybody has is that when we're crying in our beer, crying in our depression, crying in whatever, we're sitting there coming back to the same thing we never accomplished or did. Mm. You know, there's always something nagging at us mm-hmm. that says, I shoulda, woulda, coulda. Oh, here's another cocktail. Well, here's another shopping spree. How did you get to that point, just, though, yeah, to, gonna, to, yeah. to say I, yeah, I'm better than this? And yeah, I, yeah, I deserve that. Just I got tired of drinking. Mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly, I was like, this isn't helping. Mm-hmm. This isn't helping. This is just wow. making things worse. I wish, you know, a lot of people ask me that through AA and so forth. They'll ask me things like, you know, what was the worst thing that happened to you? What did you, you know... How many men did you sleep with? You know, who'd you <laughs> run over? I, no, I didn't run over or yeah. hurt anybody. But see, people always uh, think yeah. they always think you have to do something like really exactly. terrible yeah. for you Crisis. to get to that point. Yeah. This yeah. hit yeah. bottom thing. Yeah. Okay. So my bottom was my brain mm-hmm. and how my own brain and mind was saying, "You're better than this. You need more than this. You got to get it together." Mm-hmm. And when I cried in my beer or drinks, I always thought about how I how smart I was. Wow. I'm like, I'm a smart girl, man. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? This yeah. is crazy town. No way. So um, I just stopped. You did? Just, I just wow. said, I called, well, I called my husband because I'd been drinking a lot for a couple of days. And I said, take me to um, detox because I don't want to have a seizure because that's all I know. Wow. Alcoholism, right? Yeah. I don't want to have a seizure. I went to detox for four days and then I came home. I went to AA meetings in the middle of downtown Phoenix, Arizona. Everybody, there was a Hispanic male except for me. And I'm like, hi, I'm Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you know, um, I will. You know, I was scared to death. But I did it. But you did it. But I did it. Yeah. And I went every day. And I did everything that they told me to do. And I listened. And I followed. And I read. I read. Um, I was mentioning Dr. Phil prior to this. I read his book, Life Strategies. Drunk first. That didn't work. Okay. <laughs> Second time around, I read it sober and did the exercises, and I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm a victim. 
Right. I'm a victim of my circumstances of my life, and I got to pull it together, and I got to reel it in, and I can't mm-hmm. let this anxiety and everything else take me down. So I got deeply involved in meditation and yoga. What about your support yeah, around I, yeah. you? I had none. Mm. Well, see, I noticed that when you were telling the story and as you're talking, and, and I noticed you didn't say my friend or my sister or oh. my brother. I noticed you didn't Now, listen, didn't say I'll that. say something oh. about this. I've known Good my point. husband since I was 12. It's a whole Jerry Springer story. His sister was married to my brother, blah, yada, yada. And we met each other back years later <laughs> okay. and ended up getting married. But he was not a man of many words, and he was bitter, and he was angry. We are still together now, and he's an entirely changed man, and I love him very, very Mm. much. And I don't know what I'd do without him. He's my biggest cheerleader. But 20, you know, 16 years ago, he was not. Mm -hmm. He came from his own trials and tribulations, bitter and angry family and ugliness. Mm -hmm. So when you were changed, when you discovered what you had to do for Mm -hmm. yourself and you you decided to do that, what was – like were you – Going home after detox and he was having a drink. I'm just yeah, wondering yeah. how the- he picked me up from rehab with a beer between his legs. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yes, it was, and and <laughs> it was bad. It was bad, and there was all this drama, drama, drama going on. And I'm like, but I'm on it, man. I got this. So you I made got up this. your mind. Oh yeah, this that is was it. it. I am doing. I'd rather put a bullet in my head than go back to drinking. That's mm-hmm. how I felt. Wow. That was my mantra that mm-hmm. I had in my head. Okay. I am better than this. I can do yep. this. So um, anyway, so I decided to go back to school. So I started taking. Psychology classes and so forth, and uh, so what went, made you want to do that? Though I'm sorry, because, I don't mean to keep interrupting. No, these no, no, are like that's fine. Yeah, it's it fine. It, it, yeah. it reminds me um, because every time I, when I was in the first grade, when my father was killed, my mother held me back a year. Okay, mm-hmm. and so from there forward, it was imprinted into my mind like it is with children. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Oh. I'm dumb. Oh, I'm yeah. dumb. I, I, I'm real dumb. It, I, you know, I can't ever do I, well enough, that kind of thing. We wow. see that a lot mm-hmm. with children that are held back. It's a really yeah. bad, it, not bad, but in many cases, it's not good. Well, you know what's interesting, what you just brought up, is that they say that your life um, actually mirrors the first seven years yes. of oh, your child. Yes, wow. yes. So it's, that yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, she doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. She has no idea. He's mm-hmm. too young. Honey, he, every bit of it, right. they're mm-hmm. absorbing sponges. They yes. know exactly what's going yes. on. Wow. Always. Yeah. Okay. So the support wasn't there. So it was all up to me. So you went back to wow. school. So decided. I went back to school, went back to school for a little while. And then I realized I needed to leave my husband. And I'm like, I've got to go. Mm-hmm. You, your family, this craziness is so counterproductive to making me feel better. And I'm working really hard and you're not and you're mean and I can't be here. And I left. Wow. And I left for a year. And, you know, you know how that goes. Was, I love you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, come back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never going back to Arizona. <laughs> Arizona's okay for some people. Yeah. It's not for me. I yeah. am a seasoned girl. Mm-hmm. So, um he uh so I just continued on that train, you know, staying sober and staying focused. I took care of my mother for a year, and that was a really rough gig because my mother was a very bi- vibrant per- person, and they got really ill. And then I had to drop out of school because she was so sick. And so then, anyways, a year goes by. My husband moves out. We buy this beautiful little farm because we rescue animals. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, and so we have a lot of rescued animals. I have seven dogs right now and ten cats. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, like adorable. a dozen doves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a dozen doves. And I can fix anything with crazy glue and a little antibiotics. <laughs> I really can. I can do all kinds of different stuff. I'm like, I, they call me Mother Nature. I'm like, give it to me. I got it. I can oh. fix it up. So anyways, so then I went back. I decided my husband got ill. 
He has a very bad heart condition. He's a young man. He's only 58. Um, but he was in his 40s then when it really got bad. He had had like five heart attacks. Oh, wow. So we got back together. He promised he was a new man and I believed him and he has held his word. Oh, that's for the great. last 13 years. We that's have been great. back together and we bought a farm out in, uh, Attica, Michigan. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. little five acre farm. So I can have all my animals ride my horse. I'm, I'm all into all that. I love it. It's a really good time. So I went back to school and I needed to do something that would sustain us for life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, one day <laughs> a friend of mine kind of treated me like the servant girl. She's very wealthy, and she kind of treated me like the servant girl, and I didn't like it. And I'm like, bitch, that wasn't a good thing to do. <laughs> you know, it was one of wow. those light bulb moments that yeah. you have that where we you're have like, a, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm uh, going back to school, mm-hmm. and I'm getting a degree. So I went back to school, and I, I enrolled at U of M immediately, U of M Flint, um, and I was a straight-A student, honor rolls. Uh, and then I was awarded, uh, or I wasn't awarded, I was t- uh, accepted into the master's program at Michigan wow. State University wow. at the accelerated program because wow. I was an A-plus student through all my college years. I had like a 3.98, something like that. Wow. And then um, then I ended up graduating, and I worked three to four jobs at a time. And, you know, I was working in addiction, helping people in addiction. And then I was also working with people with severe mental health issues, major depressive disorder, suicidal ideation, suicide attempts, um, borderline personality disorder, and um, bipolar 1 and 2, just about schizophrenia, anything you can imagine. Wow. So I covered all the bases and ended up opening up my own little private practice in the pier. So that's where I am now. But wow. as I say, there's much to go. Mm-hmm. Like there's more to my life than that even. Wow. Wow. God, That's... you are just, I mean, I'm just listening to your story. And yeah. it's just, you're so, um, she, she reminds me a lot of me. Like I'll, don't you, I mean, I'm just listening to the way you're, and it's like, okay, you gotta, cause I do the yeah. same thing. I'm like, okay, you can't lay here mm-hmm. and just be depressed. You yeah. gotta true. give up. Yeah. Right. You know, right. because yeah. if true. you want to change, you gotta do it. Yes. So, yep. Yep. Just, why is it yeah. so difficult though? And why are why are the rates of anxiety and depression and everything and suicide going up? Mm-hmm. What what is, What do you think? Yeah, well, positive. there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could get on my soapbox about the uh two-income families and children being raised by strangers. Mm-hmm. A lot of that really adds into it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a whole genetic component to that, but a lot of these young adults that I do see don't have anybody raising them. Never had a family, didn't. One of my biggest things that I always teach my patients is you are sitting down every night to dinner with candles. My mother raised us that way. We mm-hmm. sit down, candlelight dinner, and you talk. Mm-hmm. You have this mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. But it seems like now if you're not, if you don't have the best car, you don't have your little McMansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have your 401k. You're just not doing good enough. It's not Mm -hmm. good enough to be a millionaire. You got to be a billionaire. Yeah, right. Right. right, It's just, it's these unattainable goals. And what we've found is that a lot of these families that are um, two income families that aren't raising their children because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, their kids are lost in the dust. Yeah. So they, here you go. Here's money. Here's money. Here's money. Oh, you're going to Billy's? Sure you are. Oh, you're going over to get some heroin Mm -hmm. is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They have no idea. Yeah. 
These kids are lost. Mm-hmm. They've never had a job. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. – this isn't a gross generalization. Is You know, I mean it's basically over the map of things that are going mm-hmm. on. Right. And people feel if they are not an uber success – that's why I'm so big on trade schools – you yeah. know, not everybody has to go to college. Right, right, right. Yeah. They do not. Right. I mean, it's a it's a right. great job to be a, uh, a plumber, oh, an electrician. Mm-hmm. They make more they money make, than yeah. I do. They make, yeah, yeah. 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 No, Absol- you're right. You're right about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's about you know doing what you like and what you want to do, and quit having so many expectations that you're not good enough because you don't have everything. Mm. You know, you've yeah. got to really be okay with who you are. Right. You have so, to. Do you think that? Too many people are seeking um, perfection yeah. in their lives. Do you think that's part of it? Mm-hmm. Um, also, one of the things that Julie and I talked about mm-hmm. was this whole thing of happiness. And we had a show on this um, last year, actually mm-hmm. in February, because it just seems like everything I, I read is, you know, people aren't happy or they're looking for happening. It, like you live mm-hmm. in this country, you're going to be happy. Or or they say, or they say, right. you, you, you know, you're, you're, you have money, you're married, yeah. everything's wonderful. How it's come you're perfect. not happy? Yeah. How yeah. come you're not happy? Yeah. You yeah. should be uh, happy. You know, society right. says you Absolutely. Be happy. One of the things that Julie and I were talking about was, do we have the wrong definition of what happiness is? Yes. Think? Mm-hmm. Happiness is basics. Basics. No, it, it has it listen, there's always gonna be bills. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. always gonna be problems, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So right. every day of your life you have to be happy with what you have, right? right. So when yeah. I moved out to the country, I got so much shit from everybody. Are you what are you crazy moving all the way out there? You're not gonna be around it. This is my dream. Mm-hmm. This is my goal to be on a farm with animals and do my thing. Yeah. You know, this makes me happy. Everybody's always talking about when I, if I, right. and wow, later, yes, all the time. Right, when yes. it happens, right. yet they're living When I get it. this, yes. when I get to this point, mm-hmm. when yeah. really all you're doing is you get to that point. You're postponing you just, it. Yeah. Well, and right. then you're, you're raising the bar anyway. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're never, just yeah. you never get there. Well, just that um, I was just listening to something online and just saying that happiness is – um, some people think of it as based on attaining something. Well, right. like you're just saying, I'll be happy when. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you, like you're saying, you attain that thing and then you're already on to the next mm-hmm. thing. But what I was listening to is the difference and it's conditional, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That joy really is what we, I guess we should be striving for. And joy is not based on attaining something or conditions. It's enjoying the process of. And if at the, at the end you get this reward or raise or or something, great. Right. You but know, you that's like that's a byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So that's a byproduct. You're not just I'll be happy when. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So then it sounds like part of it is you have to really figure out what it is you love. Right. Mm-hmm. The process Absolutely. of. Right. And not look at the end result of what, you, you know, because it shouldn't be about the end result. It needs to be about Absolutely. whatever you're going to be spending a lot of your time on. Right. Sure. Right. One of the things that um, I love Oprah more than anything in the world, but mm-hmm. one of the things that I always find is, you know, 
Um, somebody's on there saying, yeah, my, my life was a disaster. You know, I was making $500,000 a year. So I decided to quit and, you know, buy a farm in Montana for 500 acres. You know, it's like, honey, we all don't have that luxury. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. right. Exactly. I got to work. Right. Right. You know, I need right. to make money. I got right. family. I got right. animals. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, right. what can I do on a budget? Right. You know, there's never anything out there. What can I do to change in my the, life the, without, mm-hmm. that doesn't involve me going to Tibet and right. sitting with some monks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That luxury. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, So it's more about, okay, what can I do every day? You need to be excited about something that you want to do every day. What is sustainable? Um, What can you, uh, what gets you up in the morning? What do you like? For Julie, it's her graphic design. Yeah. I mean, that Mm -hmm. that is what she's. Or my bladder. Mind you. Yeah. 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 That's what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. We all will agree with that one, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And you have to truly fit it into your daily situation, yeah. right? If you want to make change, you have to make small teeny changes, okay? We get this huge, vast idea. That's it. I'm dropping 50. I'm becoming mm-hmm. uh, this or that. And no, I do that every year. Small I know. Thing. <laughs> I'm in that right now. Every I'm like, year. We're about to be. Absolutely. And then uh, so many people end up failing because yep. they have overstressed themselves, overextended themselves, and they have yeah. not done enough to just focus on a small thing and adding to it. So every day I tell my patients, they always have homework when they see me, right? Mm-hmm. By next week, I want you to tell me what you've read and what you've done about this, that, or the other thing. I want you to make a list of what things are that you really want. And often it's not what they think. Mm. Oh, often it's not what they think. They think, well, if I just had this, okay, so I'll use myself as an example. Um, I, uh, after my first divorce, I, I dropped like 40 pounds. I was back down to fighting weight. I looked Mm -hmm. really good, but I was miserable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was miserable. I'm like, oh, wow. I thought this is what I needed to feel better. You know, I did the same thing. That's, that is so funny. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. Wow. Did you? I got, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, wasn't happy at all. That's yeah, it didn't so work. True. So, so yeah. do you think um, New Year's resolutions, because we, I I was. I don't make them. I, see, mm-hmm. I did every year. This is the first time I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've done them every year. But now I have goals and plans and stuff like that for, for like the businesses I'm involved in. But sure. Um, but this is for sure I didn't sit and do New Year's mm-hmm. resolutions because it was like, why am I doing this? I don't follow through with it. Why am yeah. I writing it down? Well, for the most part, we make New Year's resolutions that are unattainable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so instead of saying, I'm just going to use diet because that's what so many people always right. talk yes, about. Do. Fitness right. and health. And, 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 yeah. and all the commercials and everything. Yes. It's oh, all it's the Bowflex and everything. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I'm so sick of right. it. I don't no, know I know. Do. And, yeah. you know, who can afford that right. food? You know, I mean, so often what I'll tell my patients is let's just make some subtle changes and track what you're doing, right? Um, how about what, what are you willing to do? This is the first thing I'll say because nobody <laughs> wants to hear the big E word, yeah. exercise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, just, you know, what are you willing to do? I'm not telling you to work out for an hour and, uh, and a half every day at the gym or yeah. blah, blah, blah. Will you walk a couple days a week? Will you get mm-hmm. on the treadmill for 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Just just tell me one of those because, you know, exercise is the number one thing you can do for your brain and your body, True. okay? Mm-hmm. Your brain, if you have anxiety and depression, it's the number one thing mm-hmm. you want to do. That's why people will come in to see me and say, I'll say, well, this is what you need to do. First of all, you got to start exercising. You got to this and that. And they're like, oh, well, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. I, I just yeah. want to lay here and you tell me, you know, fix yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, fix man, me. you got to do yeah. your part, right? Yeah. So, you know, you start out with something small, especially with diet. Like, 
I don't, I'm not going to tell you to take anything away. Start adding more protein and add more vegetables, but eat what you want. Is that cool? Can mm-hmm. you do that? Mm-hmm. And if you feel like having a piece of cake at the end of the week, have a piece of cake. Quit denying yourself. Just add to your life. Quit thinking about taking away from your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said at the mm-hmm. beginning, if you want to change your life, and every so many people want to change their life, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you could do it and it was easy, everybody, everybody would do, do it. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. You, you know, it's interesting too because I, I listen to a lot of big national podcast shows and I read a lot, um, mm-hmm. success stories and everything else. And, um, what I found interesting is they're always targeted to giving advice to young people. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what about people that are stuck in their fifties yes. or sixties yes. aren't happy? And mm-hmm. like, what about those people? Because it's a lot harder when you're invested in, um, you know, uh, financially, you have financial commitments, obligations, mm-hmm. um, relationships and stuff like that. It's a lot harder to make change. It sure is. But I just heard a study and I'm going to um, look it up and find out exactly what. And they said that the the most successful entrepreneurs are the people that go off in their 50s hmm. and start something mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. because of all their experiences and everything else. They're Absolutely. Actually, they're actually, their success rate is higher than younger people, which mm-hmm. was positive. It was like, oh, good. Absolutely. <laughs> I see so many of my friends, people that I know that will say to me, uh, you know, well, I'm going to go to Florida <laughs> and I've got my grandchildren, you know, and I'm like, dear God, shoot me now. Okay. I've got, I've got a list. I, I there's all kinds of things I've that got to do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just getting started. I'm yeah. 57. I, I mean, yeah. I'm just getting going. Right. You know, but a lot of people tend to give up. And a lot of reasons, things that hold people back um, is, you know, you'll see people that stay in the same marriage for 20, 30 years. Oh God, and, yes. you know, they're like, yep. I could have done something when I was younger. Yep. Do something now. Mm-hmm. Right. You get a couple of good years right. left and you go have a, you know, right. do what you want to do that's going to make you feel good. But people stay stuck to their past. Yes, they do. It, and, and their guilt. Why do, why do, why do people st- do that. Why do they stay stuck if they're not happy with? Because it's uh, comfortable. I was just going to say because they're lazy. Yeah, lazy and lazy, yeah. and they're scared. And they're scared. They're scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, misery loves company. People don't want to make the changes. It's comfortable. You know, he may be the same old a hole, but at least he's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Right? You do hear that. Yeah, you, hear that you do. At least yeah. he's a warm body. He's a man bringing home a check. You should come yeah. back to Nora's show. She's doing a show on relationships <laughs> on the 23rd. Yeah. Based yeah. on some of the stuff she saw, too. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Well, how do you, what do people need to do to get unstuck? And to, like, this year, if if you could only give one um Word of advice to the people that were coming in. Let's say you only had one opportunity. Mm-hmm. To t- what would be the most important thing that you would tell people to change if they want to change? Keep moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Keep moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One Keep foot moving. in front right. of the other. And often when I see patients that are doing that, you know, um, you know, they don't realize that you're actually making changes. 
they think, oh, nothing much has really changed. And I get off my little book and I'm like, wait a minute. Do you remember what you said to me when you mm-hmm. came in? Mm-hmm. You weren't able to get out of bed, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Now you're getting out of bed. You're leaving the house. You're going out to lunch with your girlfriends. When you have severe depression, major depressive disorder like that, or severe social anxiety or any anxiety um, issue of any kind, which, by the way, I have general anxiety disorder. I've been working on since I was 19 years old. Wow. It's a, it's a, it's a process. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. I'm doing yeah. my best. Mm-hmm. But I keep throwing myself out there. You have to just keep moving one foot in front of the other. You'll agree right. That, and, oh, and don't isolate. Like, I think that's the mm-hmm. worst thing. Like, you know, if I isolate, you know, I find myself ruminating. And that's just like in a spin cycle. And if you go out and just get out, you, you get a different perspective and then you're less self-absorbed. Like, I think when you isolate and you don't move, you're just so self-absorbed. And I mean, that's not a criticism. It's just... It's just the way it is. If well, it's hurting. It's if, not if, helping. It is. If it's you're not, not talking yeah. to other people and bouncing right. ideas off of other people and, mm-hmm. and realize, oh, my gosh, there's a whole other world out there. You know, it's not always just about me, you know, or, or even think about helping other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's been, a, you know, some advice to me or I've done a lot of reading about depression is to try to get out of yourself and into something bigger than yourself. So helping other people. Right, which you've you know, done but, a lot. You've been yeah. doing yeah, a lot I, of volunteer work. Yeah, I've tried. Work. I've, I've done, yeah. yeah, I have done some of that. So, but I agree, you know, the, the keep moving, like just, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it takes discipline. I mean, it is, because what you want to do when you're depressed is the opposite the, of that. Yes, yes. right. Yes. And so you right. actually, it's just you actively have to do opposite action. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like you just... And also, here's the distinction that I think about is you you want you, you have to have the intention to get better. I know that sounds so simple, mm-hmm. but like you really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to say I, and you have to work at it. Right? Like I didn't, you know, believe it at first. Like I've gone through some things, you know, but finally I had to get to the point where like, you know, I want my life back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want my life back. I mm-hmm. want to get through this. So you're going to work for it. And mm-hmm. just yeah. and, and then another thing I wanted to bring up was um, patience because I think everyone is so into and it's not any fault of our own. I think it's more a society is that, you know, we have this instant gratification. Right. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, you, when you're uncomfortable and hurting, you want to feel better now. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think having patience helps and also... Um, to say, you know, I didn't feel better today. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. But you know what? It might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen me- next month. But you know what? It's going to happen. Is that something and you not, tell yourself well, that's, when you get... Well, you know, without right. too much detail. Yeah, I mean, right. I had a great support system when I went through some things. And my husband would tell me that. Because yeah. I would mm-hmm. get stuck, like I was saying, in this loop of ruminating. Like, yeah. I'm never going to get past this. And my husband, you know, thank God... Would, would just, like, he would repeat himself day after day after day. <laughs> and wow. just say to me, like, he would just look me straight in the eyes and he would just say, you know, it did not happen. Yeah, I agree with you. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, and it might not happen for six months or a year, but it is going, going to, happen. to happen. And then honestly, finally, I was like, wow, you know what? It is because another concept for me that has helped me immensely is that nothing's permanent. Right. Like what goes up must come down. And then the, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, even, and then like what helped so much too is emotions are just transitory. I mean, that's a word, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that, that they're just come and go. 
Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. it, you, yeah. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's so hard not to get so attached. Right. Mm-hmm. One thing, too, to I'm going to kind of build off of that a little bit. You always said to me, I'm, a, I'm an emotional person. Like, no. I know. No. Yeah, I know, right? So, <laughs> but like, I, I feed off of that emotion. I don't understand how to separate it yeah. in it, my head. You know, like, okay, this is going to move on. Like, it's like, oh, you pissed me off. We're done. We're never going to talk again. Like, just walk the <laughs> other way. Other I'm done week. with you. You know what I mean? But she always said to me, like, you can't make long-term decisions on temporary emotions yep. and you yeah. always said that so to me true. and don't kill me for what i'm about to say especially you over there Nora. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. so i won't kill you yeah don't kill me so, <laughs> i'll hold it yeah <laughs> we're trying to so avoid that she right? always yeah. said that to me and i i never really got what she meant when she said that i was like what are you talking about this is how i feel like it's the way i feel it's not going to change you know what i mean <laughs> but obviously it does change you know mm-hmm. i don't want to kill that person in two hours like <laughs> you know what i mean right so, right I, i'm gonna say this don't kill me Nora. Okay. but i was watching i keep up with the kardashians and mm-hmm. Khloe Kardashian, when she was pregnant and having her baby and her baby daddy cheated on her, Uh-oh. you know, two, yeah. the three days mm-hmm. before, you know, you know, she found out all this information and stuff. And she still she said it. She's like, I don't want to make she's like, I want him in the delivery room. I want to experience mm-hmm. this with him. He's still the father of my child. Like we're whatever this is, we'll figure this out after the baby's born. But I don't want this negative, you know, aura around mm-hmm. the birth of my child. Like I want to remember this is a happy time. And so and that stuck like then everything that she has ever said to me clicked in. She said, I don't want to make a permanent decision on these emotions that I know are temporary. Mm-hmm. True. And it was, you know, because if it was me, I would have been like, don't even show your face in the delivery room. <laughs> right, I will have right. hunted down. Sure. I will kill you. My kid will have no father. It's fine <laughs> because you are going to die. Like, you know, and like, right, but yeah. that's well, like, how it, but yep. just seeing that, like she still had this beautiful moment and was still able to enjoy yeah. it and appreciate exactly. the moment for what it was. But that's the natural first reaction. Yeah. Right. Do that. Yeah. But right. just, but just to all, say, that's a reaction for a lot of people. Yeah. Exactly. With, but then if you step back, and just think for a minute. Yeah. Just think about it. Seriously. Because that's, I've, I've, I've been guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know well, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. yeah. Especially with someone who's suicidal. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, yes. it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. The problem is it doesn't feel temporary. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what we have to try to convince people yeah. who are in that state. Because it, it doesn't not feel that way right you know right and you just have to remind them it's you know it's it's a temporary problem but that's a permanent solution and yeah and oddly though you know it, it's, I, been, uh, it's been it's been strange how over these past 10 years that it's even looked at as an option oh, i'm seeing 13 12 13 14 year old mm-hmm. kids yeah. i see anywhere from tweens through adults to older adults mm-hmm. and it how is this an option mm-hmm. right i mean i don't want to sound like a dinosaur mm-hmm. or anything but right. this was not an option when i was young right and Same i had here. a hell of a yeah. lot going on yeah. Yeah. you know but i certainly wasn't thinking about suicide right mm-hmm. right but it seems to be like when some it's you know somebody does it then somebody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. else does it right. and and Retrain suicide reaction. runs in families yeah wow. you'll see this you know i have a patient two of her sons have oh. committed suicide oh, god love her god. i mean it's and how do you deal with that you know right. how do you even under wrap your mind around that right wow. it's very difficult but what i just wanted to mention one thing internal dialogue is extremely important mm-hmm. for people when you have a negative internal dialogue mm-hmm. this we call it don't be wandering around up here by yourself <laughs> right? <laughs> right explain right. that yeah. explain, explain that a little okay. bit more so internal dialogue is what you 
you tell yourself, Mm -hmm. what you think and believe about yourself. And by the way, these are things that you would never allow a stranger to say to you. You open up a can of whoop ass Mm -hmm. if they ever said that to you, right? Right. But you say it to yourself. yourself. Oh, you're dumb. You're Mm -hmm. no good. You should have done better. Mm -hmm. You this, you that. You know, we just tear ourselves down. And like Julie's saying, when you isolate, Mm -hmm. that's when your internal dialogue turns on again and starts telling you you're no good. Mm -hmm. And so this is a big reason why we stop and get stuck, right? So Buddha says, when you have internal dialogue like that, let it come in, let it pass through, but don't let it stop and stay for tea. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. How do you not let it stop? Yeah. It's practice. Mm -hmm. This is what all any discipline and practice of anything that we do. You have to stay dedicated to the thought and process that this is not how it's going to remain. This is not the way it's going to be. I used to think this way, but I'm not going to think that way now. And now, like, depending on the patient, I have a young patient right now who is in tremendously debilitating internal dialogue and is suicidal. And every time, every time he starts feeling that way Mm -hmm. and thinking that way, I make him drop and do five push ups. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it really, it helps him to get those endorphins going. It helps him to take his mind off what he was thinking and um, he feels better. And so the last push-ups he does over a week before he sees me me, is one of our goals that we've met, right? Mm. Yeah. He's doing a little bit better. Wow. Absolutely. So Now, for people that are that depressed, because there's different types of depression. Mm -hmm. Like some people, it's, is it chemical imbalance? Like it's not. Absolutely. I mean, because like when you look at somebody like um, Anthony Bourdain oh. or um, oh, Kate Spade. I'll never get over how that. Do you, how never. do you justify that or explain it? You, or, you know, you can't justify it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know his circumstances or what was going through his head, obviously. I know he had his battles with addiction in the past. Mm-hmm. I think that he was probably alcoholic now. I don't know for sure, but he did yeah. do a, a lot of drinking on every show yeah, I ever did. saw. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but, you know, it's really hard to figure out what is the motivation. And like I said, it's biological. It runs in families. So, right. But it can manifest in all the children. Like there's five kids in my family. Um, a couple of us are depressives. The rest of us are anxiety ridden. So or you can have a combination of both. And then a lot of it also can be situational. You know, the situation you present right. yourself in. Right. But a chemical imbalance, you know, when, when your brain is firing differently than somebody else, it is imperative that medications come in. Okay. It, 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 either for a little while or maybe for life. I mean. Because it's like you, it's yeah. like somebody with cancer. You don't train and you've, you've got to go get something to either chemotherapy or Absolutely. whatever, whatever, or natural remedies, whatever Absolutely. you're going to do to treat it, but it has to be treated. Sure. And when somebody comes in and they say, listen, you know, my, 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 my wife died or whatever. Okay. That's a situational right. depression. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's work through that. How are right. we going to go through the grieving process or whatever right. it may be, or mm-hmm. I didn't get this job or yeah. whatever it is. Are, are most cases situational? Do you think? Or? No. Oh, the, they're not? Most cases are not. There's a combination oh, wow. of situational, but it's mostly a biological um, type of trauma or depression that has been going on for years and years and years. And they've been putting a thin Band-Aid on it that is not working any longer. And they finally come to me and they're just, you know, they're, I, they're like, yeah. you know, do you think I'm a freak? No. <laughs> You're like millions of Americans out right. there that have been trying to avoid getting help because you think it's shameful. 
Mm. Why, you know? why is it that we always think we're the only ones? You know, yeah, everybody like does. That. We for, always think everybody that. feels that yeah. way. And that's why it's so good to see a therapist group. Therapy is excellent mm-hmm. for that. And the other component is, is I have all my patients do reading. Read about this. Mm-hmm. Literally, right now I can Google in here. Why am I looking like a weirdo right now and feeling <laughs> like I want to jump out a window? Uh-huh. And yeah. so, something will pop up. A hundred thousand yeah. things yeah. will pop right. up. And you mm-hmm. find what works for you and you read it. Right. And, and so Educating yourself on why you are the way you are is very beneficial. Right. And it helps you. And a lot of times, like we were saying, you get locked into this victim role, this Mm. it's never going to change. I'm always going to be this person. And that's not it. And that's why I encourage people to come to see me or any other good therapist that's going to be your biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. That's my goal, Mm -hmm. to build you up, to help you, you know, understand that you can make it through this. So when you do have your dark, dark thoughts, you come in the next week, I make people keep a list of what their dark thoughts were. You know, what were your dark thoughts? Oh, well, why do you think you said that? Well, what was really going on? Mm -hmm. Rethinking. Mm -hmm. You know, being an observer of your own mind, standing back and thinking, wait a minute, before I emotionally react, like we were just talking Mm -hmm. about Rocky, right? (laughs) Before I emotionally react, what's that person really saying to me? They're not saying that at all. They've had a bad day. That person's been a jerk always or whatever it may be. Yeah. How you absorb your information because we get set in a pattern of absorbing information into our brain the same way year after year after year after year after year. Right. And so to, const- to, to truly change it, we have to start working on it. You know, and that means like changing all the furniture in your house. Mm-hmm. Move, change your house around, mm-hmm. redecorate, paint. That's cheap. Mm-hmm. What about changing your environment? Not, and I'm not Absolutely. talking about just your home, your relationships mm-hmm. and uh, the absolutely. people that you, yes. you're with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So many people are in so many toxic relationships right. that drain the living life out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be in a great mood and you'll go, oh my God, who is it? Oh <laughs> dear God, here we go. <laughs> you know, and then you get off that phone call yep. and you're like, uh, where's the butter knife? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Yeah, well, you know, horrible. everybody everybody has that one friend or oh, family yeah. member that, that the phone rings and you're like, oh, I don't want. And then, <laughs> then you answer it and it's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And then they tell you. Oh, and yeah. it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and that's hard. Those are usually your friends of 40 it years. It is. Yeah. 40 yes. years and yes. you're surrounding yourself yes. with this. Or yes. Christmas. I establish, I tell everybody, establish your own traditions in your own home with your own family. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important you go to your mom and your dad's for Christmas and invite old so-and-so and uncle this and that that make you miserable. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. and we're all just sitting around waiting until they die. You don't want to say no. <laughs> you know what oh I mean? Gosh, that's hilarious. I, I yeah. think there's also a, a fine line and a struggle for people with them um, feeling like they're being a little selfish if they yes. cut out people yes. that. Absolutely. You know, I, I have my own thing with that. I've, yeah, I don't feel selfish. I don't feel selfish. I've had to go through, I've had to re redo my friend group mm-hmm. on several occasions sure. and just being surrounded by people that one weren't moving in the direction I wanted to be in and two were just holding me back emotionally mm-hmm. and spiritually and everything mm-hmm. else like mm-hmm. you can only help somebody so much you know mm-hmm. it's like I yep. had a great friend of mine who was friends we were friends for years and it was I loved that person you know and they were a wonderful person and I believed in them more than they believed in themselves and eventually like them not believing in themselves dragged me it's back. Draining. Yep. Yeah, it's draining. Yeah, so, but it, yeah. it became onto their, like, they took their negative energy on themselves mm-hmm. and then reflected it onto right. me. And that's and what And I was happens. like, I had to cut the cord, yeah. you know, that's and I happens. just, Absolutely. I don't feel guilty about 
that at all. I mean, yeah. it was literally draining me. Right. Yeah. We so, have to save ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it's not a selfish thing. It's You no. have to because you can't help other people if you can't help yourself. And I encourage everybody to go through their Facebook accounts, Instagram yeah. accounts, and get rid of the people that are dragging you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to. Mm-hmm. It's self-preservation, people. No one's going to do it for you. Right. right. Mm-hmm. You have to really take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you believe if people really, truly want to make change that anybody can make change absolutely so so even if it's clinical depression yes you can still make change oh yes i have uh really i i have to brag i have some incredible success stories of people that just thought it was over it's you know liz don't even try it's i'm i'm done for and i'm like okay well Mm -hmm. let's just have a chat then Mm -hmm. let's see what happens are you coming back next week yeah (laughs) We have established a new goal, right? Things are going to be okay. We are going to be okay. And I always allow my patients to text me or call me in crisis. I don't dig this. You know, I'll see you next week. You better make an appointment, that kind of thing. I like them to be able to have a connection to me because I really do care and love my patients. I do. That's fantastic. I really do. Because it's at that moment Mm -hmm. when... They might not be able to wait till Monday. Absolutely. I will say I had a – I was – like prescribed whatever for my depression. And uh, I went, the first doctor I saw gave me a, just it, like I went in for a lump on my neck and then it turned into this whole other thing. I had to have like, make sure I wasn't having a heart attack and yeah. like all these things is what I thought was an, an asthma attack was an anxiety attack oh. and all these other things. So I went in and she was like, I said, you know, I've, I know I have like ADD or ADHD and that was already diagnosed when I was small. I've never done anything about it, but whatever, I think I'm fine. And um, she it gave me a survey and she was like, well, this will tell. And I'm like, I did the survey. It was like, I don't know, 10 questions or something like this. And I was like, I could easily fake this survey if yeah. I wanted drugs. Uh-huh. Like it would be mm-hmm. so easy for me mm-hmm. just to say, but I am not, you know, a person that takes medication if I don't need it. And so I, I was like, she, you know, we talked about it and whatever. So she prescribed me something, but I just was like, I don't really think this is, I, I just don't want to take this. Like, if we don't mm-hmm. know for sure what my problem is, I'm not going to just take something to take it because we think because of but survey. See, and then so, the good part about that is you realize that. But just think yeah. about somebody going that that doesn't just, really yeah. realize yeah. that. Yeah. But so then my next – so then I switched doctors. And my next doctor, we did blood work. We did all of these mm-hmm. other things yeah. to make sure there wasn't a deficiency mm-hmm. or an over this and, other, you know, with that, my hormones and everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like my numbers were great. And see, I and, didn't even know you were supposed to do that. Yeah. So, either. well, because I asked her, I was like, I got a survey and I didn't really – you know, I thought – it would be easy for me to fake the survey if I wanted drugs. Like I could easily mm-hmm. say, oh, I'm this, you know, if I wanted mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. whatever. So she, you know, we did blood work, but she, so, it, and then she came back. She's like, I think you have a chemical imbalance. And then mm-hmm. this is the way, you know, why you're feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And I was on medication and, but she did the same. She gave me her phone number. She's like, if you feel any, like, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, and you felt doctor totally is different. giving me her number. And you like, felt yeah. totally personal. different from the first one to this yeah, one. Right? To this yeah. One. She said, oh, look, if you're feeling anything, you know, you that need really to call is. me. This is my personal number and she was so sweet and so great and but my other question is so i've recently decided to stop taking it Mm -hmm. because i feel fine and you know i feel better i know you're you're giving me a look already (laughs) (laughs) this and i are over here i know (laughs) oh my god but is there you know things that 
you know, people like me can do to stay ahead of it and to stay on top of it and maintain mental well, health. Well, first of all, I don't know what it is, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. But any drug's going to take about four weeks to get out of your system. And mm-hmm. we run into this all the time. I hate to tell you this on the unit and everything mm-hmm. else is that it's been over four weeks. People okay, feel so. really good. <laughs> they feel great. And yeah. then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go there. I don't feel like leaving for dinner. I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little tired. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep a little more. You know what? That guy kind of pisses me gradual. off a little bit. And yeah. it's a gradual mm-hmm. kind kind of okay. thing. You're right so back. I am mm-hmm. all down with, it, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? If you're doing well and you're mm-hmm. feeling better, stay on your medication. Okay. There's nothing wrong with it. You're right. literally mm-hmm. lacking a chemical within yeah. your brain. Mm-hmm. So if you are yeah. not, if you're lacking that chemical, yeah, right. if you had diabetes and they said mm-hmm. you need insulin, you'd be like, okay, Right. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll right. do it. But right. say it's in your brain, you're like, I should be able to overcome this. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. Same but thing. I, see, I'm one of those people, too, because I got diagnosed with asthma at the same time. And I'm like, she's like, okay, you're going to need this inhaler and you're going to need to take it every day for the rest of your life. And I was like, screw that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I went, cut out caffeine, changed my whole diet around, oh, lost wow. a bunch of weight, did mm-hmm. all, you know, did all these other things because I was like, I started taking supplements instead of, you know, the supplements that were yeah. going to help my, you know, uh, lungs and all that stuff. I researched everything, went to, you know, a naturopath. So I am like, you know, I'm like a combination of like, and my sister sent me this thing and it was like, you know, everyone wears eyeglasses and no one thinks anything of it. If you have a mental health issue, right. yeah. no one should think anything yeah. of it that you need medication. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, I'm on exactly. both sides of that. She's feeding exactly. yeah. the stigma. So, but, you know, so it's, yeah. but it's, you know, so it's like, I have yeah. both of those things, but I'm also one of those people that doesn't like to stay on medication. You know what I mean? Like I have an emergency mm. inhaler in case something happens, but my everyday inhaler, I haven't touched it in two years, mm-hmm. you know, and I haven't used my emergency inhaler and even, you know, since then either. So that what I thought was an asthma attack ended up being an anxiety attack, yeah. you know? Well, you know, you can weigh this out and see yeah. how it goes because your hormones change and as mm-hmm. you age and things get different, mm-hmm. you know, your body, your body, your chemical makeup of your brain yeah. changes, but you need to be um, hypersensitive mm-hmm. to how you feel. If you start going down that rabbit hole, man, it is Way harder to get you get back, back out. Yeah. to yeah. Uh, yeah. your, your yeah your I was main hoping line. You're gonna be like, no, you're fine. No, 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 we'll no, care. no. And I am not a big proponent <laughs> yeah. of pushing medication. Yeah. Right. I am not at right. all because I think diet and exercise is the, probably one of the two of the best things yeah. you do mm-hmm. for yourself. But if it is working and you're feeling better, you just need to be really aware of mm-hmm. that because it's very hard to get you back to baseline right. again. Yeah. We right. see this with our severely mentally mm-hmm. ill patients. I feel good. I don't want then then we can't get them back to baseline mm-hmm. then they go off again mm-hmm. I can't get them back to even mm-hmm. close to the baseline before oh, that before yeah. that before that mm-hmm. so true son of a gun true story <laughs> I thought you were going to be like no yeah, you're fine no. but yeah you know I, ha- I had the same issue when my mom passed away when I was in my 20s mm-hmm. and I had uh, five kids oh, wow. at the time when she passed away and went right into depression yep so I went to my um, my husband worked for General Motors mm-hmm. so you know we had good insurance at the time so I go to the the therapist and first thing she says to me um have you been suicidal and I'm like um it was kind of like she was when I think back on it like she was really like feeding me questions more so than letting me Mm -hmm. just explain Mm -hmm. what was what I was feeling yeah and next thing I know she prescribes this medication and you know, I take it home, and I'm like, okay, I must really be bad. That's what I was thinking <laughs> oh, to wow. myself. Right? Yeah, that's wow. true. So I took I took a oh. dose. I remember one time, and then um, I didn't really like the way it made me feel. And then I remember my husband and I we got into this argument, and it was like maybe some weeks later, and he looks at me and he goes, "Did you take your medication?" And I'm like, "That's it." I dumped all of it down the toilet. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I, I uh-huh. never went back to her. Well, you know, it just didn't. It. 
feel yeah. right. Well, well and that's part the of, thing with I'm sorry, Julie. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, but real quick, okay. that's the thing with um, psych with psychotropic medications, yes. any kind of medications for any depression yeah. and anti anxiety. It takes a while, and everybody's different. It's not like you can take mm-hmm. a Tylenol uh-huh. and everybody. Mm-hmm. This will help with your headache. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The brain, the neurotransmitters, the chemicals of the brain are so fine tuned and finite that every single person is completely different. So mm-hmm. what may work for Julie, mm-hmm. and if I tried it, I, I might be you know, flying off the mm-hmm. handle and mm-hmm. feeling, you know, wackadoodle. And so they, ha- it's a, you really feel like a guinea pig and a lot of patients don't want to go through that. Well, yeah. see, it's like I was little like, of this, little of that, But I was more like you, like I, after I said, no, I'm not taking it. It's like, look, I got these five kids. I got to take care of my kids. I'm working. You know, yeah. I'm like, I got to do this. So, yes, you know, mm-hmm. no more depression. At least yeah. I, you know, I got out of it. But We're, we're going to have to wrap it up here. What were you going to say? Oh, Julie? no, I was just going to add that. What Liz said also, I mean, it takes really for a good four to six weeks for that medication mm-hmm. to really kind of level out. Or if you're having mm-hmm. any side effects, they tend to really ease up oh, and right. be, or really become nothing. You know, some mm-hmm. of the side effects just wear off or whatever. Yeah. But it, um, it takes, it's a big adjustment. This was a great start. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. 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 Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Liz. Oh, my gosh. Now, I hope you invite me back sometime. Oh, I was thinking yes. about going yes. to. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love but, it. But uh, let me ask you this. Uh, do you take new patients? Uh, yes, I am taking okay, new so patients. Okay, so how can people get a hold of you? Mm-hmm. Um, I Well, I'm on Psychology Today, Liz Reed in Lapeer County, so you can read my bio and get all the okay. info there. Um, my phone number's on there, uh, and you know, just call, make an appointment. If I accept your insurance, I also uh, give a discount to my cash patients. Okay. Some people only need to come in once or twice, or some people see me long term, or some mm-hmm. are almost like friends and family yeah. and still see me over years and years. Right. So that right. would be awesome. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for everything. Thank you so Great. much, ladies. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to have you back. Oh, thank, yes. you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the food. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> for food. But we do have to get back to yeah, our tradition here, Rocky. Oh, yep. Come on. <laughs> Let's show oh. Liz what we do here to predict the future. Oh. Okay, so. And, and the song we're going to close with is uh, Stronger by Kelly Clarkston today. But we're going to do our fortune cookies. Yep. This so, is for the new year. Can you tell how, they, how it works? So Rocky's going to toss the cookies, and whichever way the prongs are facing you means that fortune was meant for you. Okay. So. <laughs> yep. Okay. So go ahead and uh, we're going to oh, say in bed today. Huh? In, in bed. bed. Yes. Or in 2019. How about in 2019? Okay, okay, go ahead. Rock, why don't you start? Nope, someone else start because I'm okay. not in my app. All right. Let's see. Um, ooh, I like mine. Okay, go ahead. Rough times are behind you. <laughs> this is oh. funny. Wow. Ooh. Really? Yeah. In, two, in 2019. I want right that on. one. Can right we, on. I know. <laughs> this is funny, though. Go ahead, Julie. You will live a long life and eat many fortune cookies. <laughs> no way. I'm not kidding. Look good. Look, good fortune is around you in Ooh. 2019. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you will wow. soon achieve perfection 2019. I don't want perfection. Right. Change that word. <laughs> right. I like my flaws. Yeah. Not really. But yeah. Yeah. Lots yeah. more flaws. Yeah. Makes you more interesting. <laughs> yeah. It sure does. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, you will soon 
be honored by someone you respect in 2019. Honor. That's a loaded answer. Maybe there's an awards ceremony tonight that you don't know about. Go ahead, Rocky. Mayan says you will soon meet the person you admire in 2019. Oh, wow. All right. I love that. We're back. 2018. It was great kickoff. Thank you, Liz. Thank you so much. We had her link up on our page and we will post it again mm-hmm. in a couple days when when this uh, podcast is up, so you can reference her information, get yep. a hold of her, and sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. Thank and you. Happy mm-hmm. Hump Day, two thousand nineteen. Happy. Thank hump you. Day. Yeah. Yeah.